very good. I'm very good. Very excited for this call. As am I. This uh, this felt like uh, almost going to church for some reason. It was uh... <laughs> <laughs> a religious experience. Actually, How's your day going? Um, it's going well. I had like a busy day. I had a busy few days. We're working hard with the documentary right now, trying to find, uh, I mean, both private investors and distributors. So it's been a hustle in, you know, like all these meetings, all, like trying to find contacts and talking to, you know, basically scavenging the network for anyone interested. Um, but yeah, it's, it's been a good few days. So we had some, some small successes, which is good. Oh, Someone yeah. that would want to be a part of the group or, or want to help along with your group as well, because like you said, uh, I read as well, you guys are going to be uh, launching this for the film festival. Mm. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we, uh, I'll give you, I can give you like a complete rundown of what we're doing, but we had some major interests. Uh, our cool. first private uh, investor come in this week or the beginning the end of last week, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, so also we have a very, uh, right now we have a very beneficial like equity offer to anyone who wants to privately invest in the documentary right now for, you know, so you can own like a net net worth or you have like equity in the documentary for when it's sold for distribution. That's incredible to know as well. How did you, did you, did you just watch the fights online? How did you get into this? No, I, I hadn't, I, I didn't know it was a thing. Uh, when I got involved, I got involved in 2020. I was doing a commercial shoot for a completely different thing. It was more like a sports brand thing. Uh, I had this idea of like, how cool it would be to have an actual uh, bare knuckle fighter in in this commercial, or like because that's like the real deal. The campaign was called the itch, so it's sort of like the itch of, you know, when you get the itch, you need to do something like irrational, uh, yeah. and it built upon that, and that's how I sort of got involved with Simon the Savage. I was gonna film him, and I got invited to in an event to like film that event and use the material for the uh for the commercial but at that time i didn't really know what king of the streets was like i just i, I just you know i i had like a i have like a very strong world compass uh, so at the time i just thought you know like maybe this is too crazy for me uh, maybe you know this is just like hooligans i had no interest in 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 that kind of life but then as i entered into the first event and after that event i just realized that you know, it's very extreme, of course, and it, it looked like nothing I've ever seen before. But it was also like something had some depth to it that I didn't really understand up until later on. January fifth, twenty twenty, eh? Uh, yeah, I think it was. Yeah, <laughs> shit. I zoomed in. I zoomed in. Yeah. See the handwritten note. I zoomed in on the project. Oh there. yeah, that's so cool. Yeah, you read those notes. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. that's actually like my real. That's my real journal from that time. I was, I, my heart was beating when I was reading that man. Cause I could just imagine how you're feeling entering that world, especially with, um, you know, that thoughts as well. My, my, my dad is a minister, you know, I was raised in church and, uh, oh, wow. and even anything, you know, regarding combat sports was kind of looked at, you know, besides WWE and boxing was kind of looked mm. at sheer brutality. Um, and I also felt exactly the same way. And this is kind of, this is what drew me to that as well as, is, you know, um, not just the fighting itself, but but the the moral outlook on this as well, because like I mentioned in the message, um, it's almost a disrespect to the human, to the to the person itself that's in there, putting their life on the line. No one's asking them to do that. I understand that, but we should mm-hmm. be able to at least watch it and try unravel and understand. And I think what you're doing, I know 
that what you are mm-hmm. doing is exactly that and bringing this uh, to the global scale too. So it's, it's incredibly exciting as well as, as very heavy because like I said, I, I found myself doodling for half an hour before I really wanted mm-hmm. to get into this because again, uh, you know, previous, previous histories growing up, like you said, this kind of, this brings that out. I, I, I actually, something was brought up that I've blocked out for many, many years, honestly. Oh, wow. That's interesting. I, I need to hear more, more about that. Absolutely. Yeah. So man, um, it was, and th- this is why I was also hesitant too. And, and like I said, this is kind of like church because again, this brought this out and, and it's very, very heavy. Um, yeah. So I was raised and, um, there was one moment where I witnessed my grandma get knocked out cold. Oh uh, shit. By a man. Yeah. Yeah. I was staying at the, his place. Uh, she was dating him at the time. She had like, I had not grandfathers, you know, like she was just in her fifties and still even forties, a younger mm-hmm. grandmother and still, uh, you know, transitioning, trying to find her way. I'm living with my mom at the time, visiting parents are divorced, visiting my dad on the weekends. But that oh, one yeah. night specifically, um, was in a it, you know low income area, not in the greatest house. Um, I, my room was it wasn't a door; it was just a blanket, and it's being pushed out by the cigarette smoke. I can remember the smell. Mm. I even remember what show I was watching. I was watching Uh Oh on YTV. It's a kids' mm. game show. It's funny the details you remember, right? It's really weird, man. It was a wolf blanket. It was fleece, and I was sleeping on a mattress mm. on the floor. And I mean, maybe I was three or four. It's like, it's so blank. The rest of the room is blank. I just remember hearing the yelling, peeking the blanket, and it was like a ringside knockout where you see it and then the smack. Her face fell through the the blanket onto the floor. And I I blacked out. I don't Mm. remember anything past that. But my Mm. mom, she's filled in the gaps and God bless her because she told me this uh, a little while. She actually just told me this a little while ago when I brought it up. That I was picked up by uh, Child Protective Services that night. That the police were there, but I I have zero recollection of that. I do remember mm-hmm. the knockout. I don't remember anything after that. I knew there was something that was going to be brought up when I was diving into this. Mm-hmm. Um, just like you said, because um, I read about you know what you wrote as well, and it's really heavy, and especially for people that have these issues as well. You know, it's not just brutality. It's not just fighting. There's a reason why we're drawn to this. There's a reason why we're drawn to to violence and and just like the pure human experience. This is like really seeing how far the human soul is willing to go, how, mm. how far the mind is willing to go. You know, I was watching, yeah. just watching a fight right before this, the guy was bloodied up, messed up, got up and he finished the guy. And you know, it doesn't mm. matter in, in what, what retrospect or what way, or, you know, or if it's labeled fight porn, it's, it doesn't matter what language you speak. If you see a man no. go the full route, you see a man go leave his full soul in there. <laughs> You don't mm. need to speak the same language. It, it it brings something out in you. And I think that's inspiration. It brings out inspiration. Mm. Whether it's inspiration to clean your house, whether it's inspiration to get that new job or, or mm. fuck off with that relationship, whatever that is. Yeah. Uh, you know, if you have that ability to translate that into something that helps you as well, especially this, because it's at the, at the most true level, you're not holding anything back. Mm. That's that's what I get out of it, 100%. And I think that's what the people that go there that have their hands on the fence, they just want to feel that energy. Even having my hands pressed forward, like just knowing mm. that you're getting there, I feel that. Like just talking about this, it's not. It's, there's no bullshit about that. There's something raw. For sure. That For sure. Doing there. I think also like you know talking about knockout, like there's something about someone getting knocked out. You know the the, the moment of vulnerability in that person. It's sort of like a 
it's always like a distressing image to see in a way like I had I had like a you know friends knocked out and you just you know you I just like there's so many factors going into that um and I think you know violence in general obviously um you know as you're talking about like violence growing up and all that I think we we all have our own relationship to violence and some yeah I guess it's all it all comes it all comes down comes down to how you define it or what it means to you or you know like you can be assaulted or someone you love can be assaulted and that violence means something or you can agree like on equal terms to fight someone with similar experience and that's like um that's different of course uh, but i think i i i when i grew up i sort of like i had a lot of a lot of anger um uh, and i I think I internalized that anger of like I did not act it out but but more so like I was like the good the good son or the good kid um my sister was the one who acted it out um so I I, I sort of like saw you know like everything displaying for me um and it, it really had like a strong effect on me um um I, we talked about this before I think you know like I lost my mom to suicide uh when I was three years old I don't really have like a recollection or memory of her like uh whatsoever but I think it fucks you up in 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 a lot of ways but I also also like you know these stories that we have they're not unique in 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 any in any way uh, we have this image about life as being this complete experience and we were checking off all the boxes you know mom dad house you know like dinners stuff like that but that's not you know that's not real life that's like a the perversion of society and then we're all like afraid to talk about it or like we're afraid to open up about this shit so um i think i think the the most beautiful thing you can wear is your vulnerabilities like wearing your vulnerabilities on the outside um and what i learned about these guys fighting you know you you watch them on on instagram and you watch this perverted image about the violence or like people getting you know knock the fuck out and you see this blood all, all of like blood spatting spatting and all and all that but you know every every person down to the organizers the fighters they all have you know uh parents kids siblings they all have a story they all have they all have someone they want to provide for they all have you know I, I talked with a fighter the other day he 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 was talking very passionately about what he would do if he got a kid and it it was such a remarkable way of of talking about how to get a kid and the love expressed for that like i would give that kid everything and um the point is that we all i think we all we all have this depth but somehow we don't talk about it or somehow like we we have uh outlets that we that we it, it, the 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 basically the you know the black hole in our hearts creates this void and so we we don't look into that but then we we push it over or we channel it to to another outlet of violence or whatever and i think approaching this whole thing from that perspective of like you know now you and i are connected in a way like i know more of your story you know maybe some of mine and just agreeing that um you know like basically acknowledging our humanity or like our the human experience of like okay so both of us are probably trying our best none of us wants to like see the you know see the other one get hurt or anything yeah. and and 
just opening that door uh, is exactly what I felt that you know King of the Streets did for me with these people. Um, and yeah, I just like I got really close to these people, and it's so much more. You know, social media gives one image to this, but I also think that there's a, like a lot of like boxes that you need to look in in order to like grasp the full situation. And that's where it becomes relevant. That's where people are going to resonate with the message um, of the documentary. Um, it's definitely so, yeah. just fighting 100%. Um, and I think I know that these guys knew that as they're putting this together, um, you know, for the... Um, for labeling it like yeah a guy getting knocked the fuck out you know it's not the way you put yeah. it right that's not the way you put it it's it's you know i i i, I wrote earlier again it's how, how far are you willing to go how far mm. how far is the human willing to go and i was just in ontario covering uh when we were talking on the phone the day previous i was uh at the wbc sanctioned muay thai event it was the first first national amateur adult champions were crowned because it's been illegal even professional muay thai WBC mm. has been illegal in Canada up until now. Mm, interesting. And there was 25 fights that night. It resonated with me very, very heavily that uh, he got he got finished in a brutal, brutal fashion. Mm. Uh, and he's a man who I, before the event, you know, he's going like WBC gold, like, oh yeah, baby, like all this. And, and we're hyped up and we're talking and I'm getting to know him. Incredible man, really, really good martial artist. And the guy that he was fighting was just brutal. He was from South America. There's no holding back in this guy. He... The guy who I'm talking about, he was excellent, but this fellow from South America was something else. You know, when you see him, you say, holy shit. Yeah. Like. For the gentleman that got finished, you know, in the second round there, he had a standing eight count at the end of the round, and he was he was over the ropes like this with the coach holding mm -hmm. a bucket yeah. next time. And again, it's just, it, it shows, you know, it's more than fighting. It's It, it really is, and there were so many people there that, that were, uh, that I know that were influenced by that, because it, it was very mm -hmm. heavy yeah yeah it it, it oh, oh, uh, you know especially when someone gets you know knocked out but like uh wants to continue mm -hmm. it's like that can be a hor horrifying moment uh, in the to, to, yeah yeah and those are the fights you know in king of the streets those are you know the worst fights aren't the quick knockouts if there's like a quick knockout i'm like uh so yeah let me also tell you this there hasn't been one fight that i've shot like the where i was there um where I didn't feel really nervous beforehand. I was like, shit, you know, like, you, because you know, they're, they're always fighting on concrete floors. Like there's no rules on rounds. And there's always some shit that, that, that could and will probably go wrong. Um, but, uh, sorry, I lost my, uh, lost my track. Oh no, uh, no, but no. yeah. So yeah, basically the, you know, the quickest fights are like, oh, oof, okay. Yeah. He's, he's yeah. like, he's up and running, you know, he's walking out. Knocked out, back up, done, fight's done. Yeah, he didn't hit the, you know, head on the concrete, stuff like that. Uh, but the worst fights I've seen, okay, so I've seen like a couple of really bad knockouts, but the worst fights I know is like the, you know, the 20 minutes fights. The, you know, the, there has only been one for what I know, but, you know, 17, 13 minutes, 10 minutes. We see that and the amount of violence to the head and no, like people refuse to give up. Yes, that's that's fucking horrifying. It's hard to watch me and my brother. Um, when I was visiting him, we we, you know, respectfully could not take our eyes off of it. But we had to take breaks in between. And I even had to remind him, like, dude, these guys are in there doing it. Mm. They endured that 25 minutes. We can mm. enjoy the same of just watching it to appreciate what they did. Um, mm. And yeah, we, we watched one of those full ones. And it's it's insane. And 
you know, you never know. The guy's finished the fight and goes goes off and he's dead right after, right? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. That's the worry. So I'm, uh, you know, who knows? Especially because it's underground and illegal too. If they're if they're going to a hospital right after, I know there's doctors on site, but uh, you know, to the extent of of you know doing a brain scan and all that right after, you know, it can especially with those twenty minute ones can be mm. absolutely insane so like literally literally all the respect to the man for doing that because it's it's not it's not a it's not a fight born thing it's not a brutality thing it's literally mm. how far will will humanity go how far will the human soul and mind go for sure but that's also like you know um that's why you know king of the streets don't consider themselves to be a sport like it's not a sport a sport is like an organized thing where you can compete and you know uh, so it's similar to that because you can sort of like you can be undefeated in a, in a certain amount of fights, but it's not it's not sustainable in the way of of a sport, you know. Yeah, so the the people that uh, fight in King of the Streets, they're well aware of the risk. Um, they you know they have. Um, I mean, I hope they are uh, because mm-hmm. they 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 could probably die. Um, hitting their head on the concrete or getting knocked out or fighting for 15 minutes. Um, so yeah, but it's definitely not a sport, but also like, that's also what's interesting with the community of like, so we have this community of extreme, uh, extremists or extreme, like martial artists, like the, it's the extreme sport of martial arts, uh, in a way. And it's. It's more of a philosophical existential thing. Like, why would you be willing to risk your life? I mean, even in Muay Thai, you can die or in MMA or whatever, like these slap contests, uh, you can die in them as well. Yeah. But um, yeah, you can also argue that they're more organized and all that. Um, but um, why, why would you step up with uh, agreeing to fight a guy knowing that you could kill him or you could die? Because they're not stuck in the mud. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Have you seen that? I did. Oh, awesome. I'm gonna be watching the uh, the one about addiction um, that the gentleman did there, um, and then Chris uh, Spears. I'm excited for as oh. well. I, I take a little time between. It's hard, especially for the ones that are really meaningful and heavy to you. You know, you don't want to watch all four. And okay, I got the material in. Like you want to, mm-hmm. you want to watch it. You want to sit on it. You want to think about it. Yeah, uh, for sure. And yeah oh yeah no i'll be watching those all and i i cannot wait to see this documentary i cannot mm. wait and and um even for like we spoke and there's parts of this that i can take out if we need to not talk about uh certain things that can be mm. uh, no really you're good for uh for the sake of you know even even the chance of even being able to attend one of these you know i would i could not imagine that feeling of nervousness and being there mm. And just that environment, you know, of everyone there, it, it seems very respectful and well put together. But again, s- things go wrong. You know, you can tell sometimes there's some fights that break out in the back. Um, mm. So you never, you never know there. And I contacted no. a few of the fighters, and I'll be contacting more because uh, I'd love to chat with them. But I also don't know how they feel about, you know, speaking about it, releasing their face. Because then that's yeah. just acknowledging and saying that, hey, yes, I did this, and there's footage of it. So. I think they're if they're doing it, they're proud of doing it, and that's also that's also the viewpoint of of uh, basically the you know the clash of worlds, if you want to call it that. But I think these fighters know exactly what they're doing, mm-hmm. um, and I don't think they're afraid to, but you know, um, get out there and talk about it. But also, I know for a fact that 
that's the thing about the the community as well they they usually don't speak to the media at all yes they don't they don't speak to anyone so being there is uh, a privilege and it's it's a trust that i earned over time 100 um so yeah um, yeah i'm very you know i'm very i don't want to break that trust in any way of course um so yeah um yeah so are you like well, yeah again in that sense too even that is touchy i was just about to ask like do you know you obviously don't know when you'd be going to the next one because they contact you right and that's kind of yeah kind of that thing. yeah now now we're in a different uh we're in a different uh world of course i know um i know a lot of things um because i'm like i have to since we have to plan out the documentary um so they yeah they have to keep me informed in order for this to work also i live in la the fight club is in sweden uh so i have to stay on top with everything it's also like you know when you're doing a documentary about something it's also like a different approach because you need to be more you need to push your agenda more you can't you can't always be the fly on the wall but you need to ask for interviews you need to um you know, be more proactive within the, within the community, also like using their community. But Hype Crew has been like uh, very helpful with. So, so this is also an interesting point that they have been extremely helpful in the making of this documentary, extremely helpful because they want this to be heard and seen. Whatever they said, you know, whatever the truth be, whatever the truth is, let it let it let it come out. Uh, because I think they also, you know, they have things that they want to say. They have, they want to speak about certain things because I think this thing in general is, it's, it's generally very, it's, it's well understood what the violence is, Yes. but the philosophical existential values are greatly misunderstood. We have a view of violence and I think people with similar, uh, experiences, uh with yours like with, with you know domestic violence and stuff like that they they frown on violence but i also think that you know the the agreement of like the consensual violence um i don't know like i i think a lot of people just have that drive so i think there's something in that that needs to be dug into and they they know what it is so they have all these stories they know exactly what they're doing um just like yeah like, like for, sorry just like we spoke on on how that brought up my you know un like forgotten issue there too so you know and in that in that sense too they should be like thanked honestly in that sense as well because that that th- that stuff that's buried doesn't come out easily it doesn't come out mm. you know, without a cost too but it also helps it aids in in maturity as well um, yeah no matter how shitty it is and no matter how dark it is and i know even people that listen to this will be uncomfortable um in that Mm. sense too but why be uncomfortable when you're just listening to it besides you know the person that actually went through it you know listen to Mm. the experience and try and unravel it and unfold and it as opposed to saying oh this is you know too dark i don't want to listen to it you know then continue to blind your eyes like like you know on purposely you know continue Mm. to live in that world of of your dinners and 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 you know expectations you know because that's what life really is you know it's we have everyone that lives with these expectations and that's why everyone's so miserable and loves to um 
loves to be be negative all the time you know i'm mm. sure someone that you've ran into recently that's you know someone got cut off or this happened and, and they let that rule their day you know this guy cut mm. me off and i had to etc cetera, etc cetera. you know mm. like in martial arts at, at the end of the day end of the day too it erases mm. that you know it, it totally erases that it teaches you have that poker face keep your composure yeah you know only strike when necessary in every way whether it be conversation business or actually hitting you know mm. take the dodge when you need to if you get hit get the fuck back up you know it's such mm. a for, for people that don't have the eyes to, to, to be able to translate that, you know, as soon as you do see that, it gives your life so much more, um, you know, you just feel so much more active and like more, more of a go-getter to go and do those things. Cause you, you know, you know, you're going to get knocked down, but fuck it, get back up. Right. There's people that get knocked down and go back and win a world title or they get back and they get the win in whatever spec it is. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. I think that's a great point, but I, I, I'll add this. I'll say this about life. You know, life life is very complex. I, I um, often think that you know other people are so good at life, but I'm so bad at life. I'm just like yeah. surviving, and other people are like thriving. They have like saved money, and they have families, and they have like dinners, and they have routines and shit like that. Yeah. Um, but um, I know a lot of people that didn't identify with that. Uh, but also like you know. Uh, life brings a lot of challenges that we sometimes don't understand. Like we, we get challenged, you know, like there's, there is a problem or something, something comes up, but it's because of a problem that, um, or some kind of like, you know, life skill that you didn't have. So now you have this problem and you don't understand it or you don't have, know how to fix it and you can't really provide for the people around you. But, but pain is something that you understand. It's very easily understood, you know, love, pain and hate. Uh, it's something that's like really easy to understand. Like the source of it is different, but the thing, like if you are putting yourself through pain, whether you're like cutting yourself or fighting people in a gym or wh whatever that is, it brings comfort. So it, it brings comfort to like, it, in a way channels the pain of like, you can actually face the pain now, or you can channel the frustration into pain and, and you can relieve yourself in sort of like this cathartic emotion release. Um, so that's, that's like, uh, you know, I, I did, uh, I fought for 10 years, like in uh, different full contact martial arts. And um, I had like, a, yeah, I had like really good friends and the common denominator was that we were all sort of like fucked up in a way, but then we found each other and we, it was an incredible comfort for all of us. Like knowing that, you know, on Saturdays, I had two friends, they used to like kick the shit out of each other. And then one day, one, like one friend knocked the other out. And then the, the next, you know, um, the next um, holiday or what do you do next weekend, he revenged and knocked the other guy out. And, you know, <laughs> yeah, uh, but it, it was sort of like a fun thing because when life gets complex, when it's so in your face and you have all these things that, that you don't understand, uh, pain brings comfort. It's like ice bath or like endorphins, shit like that. Um, so I think that's why also pain is such an attractive uh, channel of, of, you know, like an outlet. And you can, you can, yeah, especially when you are using it and channeling it, you find that flow state, even if it's, you know, pain during a run, you know, once you've, once your mind is in that, like, I'm unbreakable, you know, I was right before uh, earlier today, I was speaking with Christine Faria. She's the bare knuckle uh, flyweight champion, mm. and, um, you know, you don't feel it you know you're if you're like if you've done the visualization in any in any route 
if you've gone through it and even in that time of, of being hit when you are feeling that pain uh, you get past that point that initial discomfort point find that flow state and use that you're undis- you're indestructible you really are and that again um, translates to life too and what you said there as well um, how the fighter uses that pain uh, in outlets as well that's their side of the translation right if they don't know mm-hmm. why they're fighting um, you know, maybe that's not there, but if they do know, you know, I am feeling pain and this does help me relieve it. That's their mm-hmm. translators on in that side too. So it's, it's very cool to see and, and, and hear the two sides of it. For sure. Um, I don't think the, the only thing that, I mean, it, it's so, um, violence is so stigmatized, uh, and it's simplified. Um, um, like a lot of things in life, things are simplified. We, we categorize things. We, you know, we put stamps on things just to understand. Uh, we, we have our prejudices. Like we're, we all, we're all full of prejudices. I, I, I say this every time. I'm like a broken record. Um, um, but I think, you know, your opinions and your life experiences and your, you know, political views or life views, whatever. Like we, we walk around and carry them. Like you earn them. Like you earn them. Like out of heart hard work but but the truth is you didn't and it, it was just like short uh, moments when you were subjected to something that you had this you know you had to evaluate subjectively with with the limited information that your brain had at that moment but then it's turned to be like we have 12 of them now it's like a life experience that uh, shaped you into something and now I have strong beliefs so it's and also have you have you read Sam Harris free will or Sam Harris um, you know the moral the moral landscape I haven't no so it, okay you should because it's one book that argues that we don't have free will like it 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 understands you know like the concept of free will like it's not like we're we're doing things you know because we don't have free will but it's also like you know if you were born in Somalia and you were like like you know born into al-shabaab or whatever you wouldn't have these views right now you didn't earn what you're having right now so i i spoke uh, i'm really glad that you brought that up i I'm, i made a pastor of a church quite uncomfortable when i brought this up because i after a mushroom trip had this exact same thought and i shit you not i didn't i didn't read it or didn't read up on this at all this was something that i was lying there list, listening to fleetwood mac on mushrooms Mm. Thought of. Wow, that sounds yeah, interesting. Absolutely, and we don't have free will. If there's a God, we don't have a free will. So this was my mm. take on it, and and I'm excited to read this book now. So, if he knows the present, past, and future, knows how many hairs I have on my head, knows that I'm going to go like this, and knows that I'm having this conversation, there is no free will. It's a sandbox free will, right? I have the ability mm. to go like this. He knew I was going to do that. But it's yeah. not really, it's already kind of scripted, right? The code is already mm. there. Um, mm. I have, like, it's like a video game, right? All those options are there. I can jump if I press A. We can speak mm. if I choose to speak. I can say, fuck you if I press start. All that mm. random shit, right? That can be mm. um, part of that. But besides that, it's already, he did not understand the point that I was making of, it's already written. It's already mm. written. If that is the truth, then no matter what, it's already written. Yeah, I have the free yeah. will to go kill someone. Yeah, I have the free will to mm. go marry and have a child. But those, you know, it's it's again, it's kind of like a video game too in that sense. So um, it was weird, and yeah, he just he, you know, he said 
well, why do you get to do that? He just kept going back to the why. It's like, because God allows mm. you. And I and and I, I still believe in God. I still believe in mm. in the concept of, of a creator and and all that. Because again, we can even go deeper into that. But that's a whole another conversation that'll be an hour and a half. Um, mm. You know, uh, again on a mushroom trip, closed my eyes and I was listening to "Right Down the Line" by Jerry Rafferty, right to the guitar solo. Closed my eyes and I saw the Big Bang in my in my consciousness. Like I saw like just mm. the explosion of these worlds and and all of this stuff, and it continued. The guitar solo ended. I opened my eyes, and my friend just brought me a cup of water. You know, so <laughs> I was so. And he's like, "How are you doing?" And I just, you know, I'm sitting there like, "Oh, I'm good, man. I'm good." So, mm. um, you know, and then again too, down that route, you don't go doing mushrooms every week. You, you know, you've gotten that experience out of it. You know, you respect it, just like the, the violence and the sport. And you take what you can out of it. You resonate with it, and you mm. let it you let it kind of give you those thoughts as well. And and uh, it's heavy. It, it's yeah, it kind of correlates to that as well. So, yeah, that's very yeah, that's very interesting. Uh, I gotta try that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, but also like I think we're we're it, it's also like we, we we're so quick to judge others, right? Yes. Um, and it's all because you know like <laughs> how you were brought up, how. Um, you know your basically social surroundings, like upbringings. You no, know, like what what kind, what class were you poor? Were you rich? Shit like that. So I hate you know when someone like I, like we all we all have like a white rich friend, like a depot child who who got everything for free, and that person has strong opinions about the world. Yeah, and I. I would truthfully want to see that person get fucked by the world because like then you learn if you've been through hell then you, you then you do you have some worth you like have you seen um split you know the end of the film um oh, i need to watch it it was kind of on in the background i need to give it ah, okay ah, yeah you need to watch it again basically uh yeah okay i'm not gonna spoil it for you I'll but basically watch i'll watch it tonight yeah, going through pain also it's it's like a it's like a for me it's like a validation stamp mm -hmm. of of like okay I, I feel like we can talk now I feel like uh, I mean everybody has adversity right everybody has their their hardships in life uh, but I do believe like that being open about it and being able to assess situations and all that you know having those experiences help as well. Um, but also, so, so that basically the prejudice of King of the Streets and, and um, our how our personal experiences often make us judge. But this is also the thing about King of the Streets is that you have all these extremists under one roof. Uh, and it's quite the, you know, it's quite an open culture because the, the topic of violence, I mean, the, the amount of violence is so brutal. Uh, it's, it's, uh, it's like, that's like the main threat of that moment you know what i mean like that's like the thing so there's no i think that often like at these events it's very like calm everyone is calm like everyone is composed in a way except for like the the occasional wild card um but that's also you know they talk a lot about prejudice and how they want to make they how they want to be understood how they you know created a platform for misfits uh, throughout like in different societies like a lot of people can 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 identify or resonate with that community 
Um, so, so yeah, I just think it's a very interesting thing, you know, how judgmental we are, but somehow they are the one that doesn't judge people. Really, they're, yeah, and they're looked upon as the ones that are the in the wrong in, in any respect at all. You know, they're they're looked as uh, as almost um, you know under society in that sense when they're mm. actually even more so respectful and understanding of of people's you know experiences than than your average person waiting behind you in the grocery store. You know, I, they're they're mm. more they're probably more um, you know patient in line at the grocery store than your average yeah. person. That I I mean because it's very simple because at those events you are held accountable. Like if you if you do something, you you better have a good reason for saying what you're saying. You will be held accountable for, for everything you do. But I think this is also a good time to talk about sort of the negatives of King of the Streets, uh, because throughout my years with King of the Streets, I've always feel like extremely torn. There was not one event I didn't wanna go to like i always i always didn't want to go yeah part of me wanted to go um there has never been one fight like that that i shot where it started where it wasn't like really nervous i've i was always very nervous about the fights uh and i think one of the things that we should ask ourselves is that is it what what is this amount of violence being um what what amount is i mean what what's the message of this violence we're talking you know for uh, we're talking toxic masculinity we're talking for like 11 year olds 14 year olds uh seeing these fights and just seeing the top layer of it and thinking that you know like it's all about the yeah let, let's fight let's fight in the backyard i actually have a list of things when we did the research for this documentary we also did the research of all the negatives like what are the top things that people are going to interpret as bad because we know it's bad we've seen it we feel we felt it but you know like it's uh is it a refuge for misfits or a growing grounds for violent minorities uh it attracts hooligans and overall like a violent culture uh it, it has you know the fight has the risk of death um i mean one being the fine like the concrete it also gives a platform to like extreme far left far right fighters we've seen a lot of I mean, different political views in this thing that could probably be very, uh, I mean, I, I think, uh, um, yeah, this is my opinion. I think a lot of these views are very hurtful for society. And I think offering a platform for uh, like an extreme um, political view could be hurtful because you provide a platform for them to, you know, grow their their views basically someone with an extremist ideology with a hatred towards another nation let's say they find a fighter of that nation they want to kill someone in that sense they now have the legal ground well the the they have the platform to, to do it and be praised well not for maybe praised but they have the platform to do it and be praised for their performance while it's happening until mm. that happens right and even even in, in ufc even in boxing there's a, a young fellow who just passed away uh from his boxing match this was, uh, I think this was earlier today or yesterday. So in, in every combat sport, and honestly, every sport, there is that chance. But again, obviously, I'm, I'm kind of whitewashing that sense of this is the most sheer brutal fights that you will see on the planet um, that are being recorded, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah, it is. It, it's very touchy. And it's, it's good that you said that of, you know, the toxic masculinity, those groups that even the 12-year-old kid, you know, young Taylor, me. 
you know, going and saying, oh, King of the Streets, you know, there's a part, a, a part in all of our lives, I'm sure, where we went on that one website, you know, the, the, of the dark web that we wanted to go see. Oh, yeah. Uh, for sure. a beheading or, or whatever it was, you know, there was terrorism yeah. going on for a while, you know, even fucking LimeWire in 2007, I was downloading music and there was some Arabic writing in the music and mm. I clicked on it and it was a chainsaw beheading and I can oh, see fuck. it clears. It was a double. The guy, wa- his, his friend watched his buddy get his head cut off and then he got his fuck head cut off. Yeah. And fuck you know, hell. I'm 12 years old and click on that. So, you know, and again, I see it clear as I can bring it up at any point and just see it clear as day, especially when you yeah. see death on TV all the time. And then you see it depicted in real life. It is nowhere near close to what people think. And, and um, again, yeah, just that, that base layer of that brutality, but without understanding it. And so this, what you're doing too, and what the group is doing and the team is doing is, is really bringing, because you have to look at this with both sides in everything yeah. that you do or else you're biased, right? And you don't want to be biased. Yeah if you're doing what you're doing, if you're trying to tell the whole story, no matter what, again, going back to what we said about people being uncomfortable listening to certain parts or watching certain parts, mm. if you want the full story, you need to listen and be a part of that as well. Yeah, I think you're bringing up a lot of good points. I think the first thing you're referring to are beef fights. We have like two opposite political views fighting. Mm. Uh, but but okay, so it's also the question of how much is too much and what happens if we don't stop this violence should they be able to continue some might argue you know but it's in a controlled environment and you might also argue that it's not because it's everywhere on youtube it's like a massive youtube channel but i think this is like our responsibilities as people i would hate myself if a 14 year old saw this documentary and then get really pumped up and like got out starting to look for fights. That's not the point of it. The point of it is we need to have nuanced uh, discussions and conversations about this shit because I want like, you know, like we, we talked about it, this so much within the team, Burning Boat, Taylor, Matt and I, of like, what, what do we want people to do when, when, when they watch the film? Like our dream is of course that, you know, teachers will show this film in class, you know, even though it's brutal nature, um, not sure that how that will be possible, but like parents will see that and talk about their children about violence. But we also need to see that you know there is a drive to violence. There is a satis you know satisfaction in using violence. Some of my I talked to my coach the other day, and he said also like you know some of his best memories has been memories of violence. Mm. And it, it's not it's not the vi- like we're talking about it's 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 we're talking about such a big area like an MMA fighter, like, like going up in a fight, like that's one thing for him, a king of the streets fighter, like risking his life to fight on concrete with no rules. That could be equivalent for that person. Mm. That's like the same thing. But so the question we also need to ask ourselves is what happens when this violence goes unchecked? So what happens when, when we don't, if we try to kill this, like in, in its, in its, um, I don't know the English expression, like kill it in its crib. And it's like, what you know, yeah. Yeah, it's it, in its infancy. What happens? Like, is there gonna be a like? Does this give any comfort and relief to people? Is this a community where they can sort of like be themselves, or is this a community where we can sort of pervert the image of violence? Or like, let's just like put up the worst ten fights. Of course, that's that's what you know draws people in the amount of violence. It's, someone said, you know, it's like a car crash; you can't stop watching. Mm. But we also need to acknowledge. I'll go as far as to say, like, we also need to acknowledge the good 
of of what this does because i know the good that violence has brought me in my life you know the the i know the good friends i've had like we we beat the shit out of each other and then all of a sudden we like the most we can like expose our vulnerabilities to each other um yeah so it's also like what happens when when violence goes unchecked what happens when the wrong crowd finds this topic what happens when you know 11 years old watches these fights but also like yeah so it's 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 a it's a double-edged sword right it is it is and you have to you do have to get cut on both sides of it too 100 percent um to get the full story too and and it, even this conversation is helpful. You know, anyone that has this style of conversation, it it it, it is helpful. No matter you know, mm. if it makes someone uncomfortable, but you have to you have to be able to you know step outside and, and literally step outside that box. Just like when you're fighting, you have to um, you know be able to you know stay composed and and look at everything and all angles in in every situation too. So um, you know, a lot of people again, um, I think would just be even uncomfortable with uh, the notion of, of us even talking about this and even the positive, positive aspect. Definitely. Yeah. Even, even myself, before I contacted you, I wrote here too, the moral, the moral dilemma of me even contacting you about mm-hmm. this conversation. Yeah. But again, it's both sides of the sword and we're, there's positives out of it too. Yeah, because in, in a way you provide a platform for King of the Streets if we're going to talk about this documentary. So I understand that. But I also understand like, I mean, how fucking stupid are we to like uh, label things as, you know, like uh, you should do this, you shouldn't do that. Um, but I mean, we're so quick to judge on things of like why, why these people are doing that. And, and I think like, uh, yeah, it's like people are going to be people. We're going to pervert everything. If, if, you find some, if you found some like kind of gold in the world and it just like, or it's like a pill that grows like naturally, like the world is gonna prostitute that shit. We're gonna make so much money of it. It's gonna capitalize on it. We're not gonna be able to like, we're even gonna go to war for it. That's mm-hmm. people, that's human nature. It's but learning so learning how to like channel, you know, the inner frustrations because we all have frustrations, right? Uh, but, and I don't think we should tell others what the limit of that outlet should be. As long as the, you know, like it's too consensual like it's two guys fighting consensually, um, but then also again, what happens when this violence goes unchecked? What's the moral dilemma of that? And it it goes back to of you know people standing on their beliefs and their rights so proudly when when even get this as well. So you know, let's say those beliefs and morals are learned from their parents. Well, what if their parents are garbage, right? Then yeah. that just continues and continues. You learn that from someone that honestly doesn't even know when as you grow up you notice this so much more often you know people that that you know or, or you look up to or, or people beside you that are adults and and have a uh, mm. say in the world or in public or how things go are, are yeah. ones that are honking their horns and screaming and going what the fuck behind closed doors yeah. you know and they yeah. don't have that composure no exactly but if you i promise you if like so there's going to be people that fight that's going to get worse in traffic because of that because they're gonna feel like they own the world but i heard someone say like if you walk around like you're not gonna get your, your ass kicked like you cl- clearly don't know how it feels to get your ass kicked and it's gonna happen like if you walk around too much you know long enough for it to happen and like act out and be tough and all that and i think for me like um you know 
um this is more of a like so this is acknowledged as like martial arts knowledge of like you know when you when you're young you're lost you have all these pain or frustrations and then it goes inwards and then you start to act out but then you start doing martial arts you get routine you have your values checked and you like tr uh, like you, you're getting better at compartmentalizing and channeling this frustration and all of a sudden you're like the you know, um, you're like a, uh, like Marcus Aurelius in traffic. You don't like get frustrated with anything because how can people have time to get frustrated with that? If you know, like, if you know how it feels to have someone like try to kill you in a ring, like you're not going to worry about, you know, fucking traffic or you might do that. So that's also like acknowledging that we can fall on both sides. And that's why, that's why I think we should just like, you know, the problem isn't only King of the Streets here. The problem is, uh, I'm not going to say society, um, but the problem is people and society. So, you know, like on social media, everybody's a fucking actor. On YouTube, you know, those people you see, like, what's up? You know, th those are like the actual people that you're watching. They're putting on a show for you uh, so you can identify with their, the highlights of their lives. Even the friends, your friends going to this vacation, they like i promise you they put some time into those pictures um, so it's 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 it, it reminds me of like chuck Palahniuk's fight club of how perverted that part of society is as well and what i like about king of the streets and what i love about hype crew is that it's the real shit it you know the agenda it's nothing else than that and it's so it's so it, you could call it whatever you want like i am i am i am definitely torn with these like between two the two sides but i know that it's like it's a pure emotion and it gives me something it gives me value to have that if it so, makes you yeah. think that deep 100 percent, and 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 yeah for the purity of it too you know when something is that pure even though it's hard you have to dig into it um mm. society is how 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 yeah. they really are you know and how fight club is too in that sense too you know where you even how you said you, you're not going to say it's society like it is it it, it, it you know it, it really is because we're so we're so washed we're so mm. well it's crazy man i had have you seen the film with um let's see what the fuck no I'm, jim carrey and the world is is fake around him oh uh, yeah yeah it's show. My show. yeah i had i, I had that, that. I had that feeling watching a commercial the other day for the first time in yeah. my life. I've been waiting for that. And yeah. just watching the advertisement of the perfect dinner and the perfect life and the soap mm. and all, whatever the fuck it was. And, um, you know, then you, and then you think about all the bullshit that's going on and, and there is enough, you know, there really is enough if we put the time into it, if society put the time into it to be able to help, we could go on into that too, but you know, the downside mm -hmm. and in truly help the people that have gone through violence or gone through whatever shitty, shitty uh, things there is, but we're so focused on, on updating, on selling, on advertising, mm -hmm. on getting the new and on becoming better, like on social media, et cetera, you know, yeah. and how you said about the, what's up guys. Like I've prided my people ask me, they're like, what's like, you don't even put your name on your thing. Like, it's not about me. Mm -hmm. I don't give a mm -hmm. fuck. You know, it's, this isn't a, what's up. Hey, it's Taylor. We like, it's, yeah. I'm, not about that it's mm. we're talking about the people that are going through this and and that's what hype crew does too they just put it out it's this guy versus this guy here's the fight they don't go hey, welcome to king of the street seven no you know, it's no really and honestly they don't give a fuck about what you think exactly right it's just here 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 is not the product here is the um that the knowledge or the information yeah. experience too and that's mm. that's I, I really love that too because man 
people, even when I was watching UFC with my friends, they would say, oh, dude, you should start a YouTube channel or a podcast or whatever. And I was like, mm. I'm so against that shit. Like, even doing this was kind of a leap because, mm. um, you know, I, but I don't have to do that. Hey, guys, it's fucking whatever. No one cares. Mm. We're watching yeah. it to know about the, the info that we're talking about, mm. you know? So even in that sense, per, like, that was the first personal story I've really, like, told, honestly, because, mm. well, again, no one, no one really gives a fuck right no mm. one needs a fucking you could tell someone that your dog died your mom died and you're sick and you're gonna die tomorrow you know what you're gonna, mm. they're gonna do they're gonna go home and be like oh yeah so victor's gonna die tomorrow and he had a shitty week and go home go mm. to bed wake up the next day and you yeah. know what to do no to, to go even further hey how you doing man victor's gonna die his he had such a bad week and, and they'll make it about them you know mm. and then for weeks yeah. And then for weeks, they'll go on about that until they find something else to cling on to that gives them attention from someone. Yeah. It's fucked up, man. But, fucked up. Yeah, it is. But it's, it's also a product of society. But also, I, I don't want to blame society because, like, I, I truthfully don't think that anyone knows how to, like, you know, people are so different. And being able to sort of, like, how do you control like 3 million people? It, it, it's through conformity that you actually gain some structure. You get, you get some kind of like, you, you get some, like an overview of the people or oh, that's like to, to the, to the depth of my knowledge, that's how they do it. Or you have some kind of narrative or even better, you have like, uh, you know, religion or like a strong political view. Uh, but I always, I always talk about like, what if, what if we had this like T-Rex walking around eating people? Like, so the best you could hope for, was like that you could live for years you could see your daughter or your, or your grandson or or you know stuff like that i just want to live long enough for to experience this if we had that kind of threat our we we would have purpose because we would we would have these times in life where we would be we view life with respect but now we don't have purpose because we're we're living in countries that we have great economy we have all these things so there's no threat of of anything and the anxiety grows with that and we get lost and we feel frustrated and we don't when we're not heard we get even more frustrated and that we found an outlet for it and it could be good or it could be bad so basically what i'm saying is that you know if if we're if we lack purpose then i think that king of the streets gives it it's something at least it's something real it's just like the end of the of the preview there of you know you could get hit by a car tomorrow we don't live yeah nobody you know people like to post on facebook enjoy every moment enjoy every day live mm. laugh, love bullshit but you that's know, not how life works right right and so you need to suffer and when you suffered you need to come out on the other end with with this reward that's either a character or something that could improve your life or something that absolutely crushes you if you don't use that properly, right? And we need, mm. and that gives you, that literally gives you a metaphorical Tyrannosaurus Rex to walk around with in your life too. Because mm. really, even sitting there, even this, what if this was my mm. last moment? Well, fuck yeah, that's incredible, honestly. And mm. to be able to, you know, there's a movie, uh, the Disney movie Soul. Honestly, if mm. you haven't seen it, man, I haven't seen it. Yeah, you have seen it? No, I haven't. Okay, I gotta okay. see it, dude. 100 this this will resonate with you too you'll you'd really really appreciate what they did because i i keep a uh there's a physical thing in the movie um mm. that you can go outside and pick up right now and put put it in your wallet but i have that in my wallet right now to remind me every fucking mm. day to truly truly not just 
oh, I, I, you know, I appreciate it. No, to fucking truly appreciate every day. I had a little cousin that has passed away. He's 14 years old. Um, Sorry to hear that. Again, it's, it's, it's a, what, it's a, what are you going to do thing, right? You know, everyone has these issues and these things and, and I'm glad I got to know him. But again, when he's 14 and I'm double his age, I've had 14 more years of him on life on earth. So I better, I better make sure that I'm, I'm living properly. Right. You got exactly. You those people, yeah. You owe it to those people that haven't been able to live out their dreams and their lives and all that stuff to so true. go and do that, man. Because if you don't, you're, you're a disgrace to your own life and them exactly. and sit there and complain. Exactly. And I think a lot of people would complain that that's sort of like a guilt trip, but I always have that in mind when I, when I run, I run between Venice and Santa Monica and you have all these homeless people. Mm. And obviously I was, I had privilege uh, growing up a white person in Sweden. And then I was a white person moving into the U S I had some savings. Uh, I had opportunity, stuff like that growing up. Um, maybe not as good as my friends, but still I was better off than a lot of these people. So what, what, what gives me, what gives me the right to, to where I am today? Or what, I, I, I always have that in mind. Like what, what, like, how do I utilize my privilege to do something good with it? Um, uh, to make sure that whoever was put in my place wouldn't do better. Like, do you know what I mean? like using that whatever leverage you have in life like using that to do good like we're not giving back because this is an egotistical journey this is something i'm very interested in so mm -hmm. i'm gonna do that but at least making good use of that time and hopefully someone will benefit from that but i love that perspective of like you had 14 more years of of, of life so what are you doing with those 14 years and what what would he do with those 14 years sorry if i'm being insensitive no, but i truly worry. I truly believe, um, I, I read about a lot about stoicism and I truly believe in the art of suffering. I, I truly believe that you must suffer. Like if you don't know what to do in life, I hope you suffer. I hope you suffer to the point where you actually uh, not enjoy the suffering, but you find purpose in it. And then when you found purpose, you can, you can be satisfied with knowing that you did something out of nothing. If you have nothing, well, at least you have the suffering. That's, that's one of the best things to do. Um, and I think that's, that's why I've been able to go through with this too. Not again, not to make this about me at all. And I, I, I delay even talking about myself too, again, mm. for the suffering part, back injuries, one of the most painful fucking things you can do. I ballooned up to 300 pounds. I was fucked up royally, not only once, but twice. I, it took me five years to fully recover. Um, mm. weight fluctuations and obviously all the mental traumas that come with that literally wanted to commit suicide from the pain, the daily pain. I told my chiropractor, mm. I want to kill myself because I cannot get rid of this pain to this day. I still cannot sleep properly, but I manage, I smoke a ton of weed. I watch fights. I do this. Mm. I have a purpose. I feel fucking good. But that pain again, like you said, you almost can't talk to someone. You almost can't even look them in the eye that's why you got to know you got to get to know people right you know and you you talk to someone and i've always wondered if there's truly anyone because we've all gone through pain whether it's loss or physical pain or whatever but i'm, I'm always wondered too if anyone's like got the golden ticket in life or they actually never even like spoke with someone and like even had that mental capacity to understand pain where they're like they're born you know they had a great great family you know great parents you know parents didn't fuck up in any sense great job mm. you know, grew up went to school the whole nine yards that like dream life in a sense. And I'm astounded yeah. to ever, ever see or hear if anyone's had that. I'm sure that's not a thing, but it's kind of mm. what everyone pretends they have, honestly, until you start talking to them uh, in these kinds of settings, right? Because then yeah. that shit comes out. It's just, oh yeah, nine to five dinners, et cetera, et cetera. So. 
Uh, I'm gonna. Yeah, I'll tell you something that's gonna. It gave me the fucking goosebumps the first time I, I read about it. It's it's a study. Like I, I apologize in advance for any any factual errors, but there's a study called Universe Twenty Five. Do you know what that is? No. So Universe Twenty Five. Uh, universe. I'll I'll just read out loud so I don't like miss. Um, so basically, it was like uh, 1968 to uh, 1970. Uh, there was conducted a behavioral study of captive mice within a nine square foot enclosure at a rural facility in Poolsville, Maryland, uh, and with several. Uh, actually, yeah, it was like a, a colony of mice, right? And they were provided with every need, like everything they wanted, they got the good food, you know, like all these things. And do you think they lived the happy dream life? I think I heard about this study. No, they ended up not yeah. they ended up fighting, right? Yeah, I mean, they 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 basically slaughtered each other. So they they were as many as two thousand two hundred mice uh, when they peaked, and basically it's just like the uh, you know it ended up being they slaughtering each other, females abandoning their young, uh, like it, it just turned into a shit show. You know, the the strong mice defended the food and all that. They have, but still, you know, why would they do that? Because they had every every need satisfied. So they they, they weren't like um, they didn't have to do that, but they did. And I think that's you know, it makes sense that we as humans we are not like there's no such thing as a dream life. If you have the world, and you know, get you get something taken away from you like your world crashes. If you have nothing, nothing, and you were granted something, like that will mean the world to you. Mm. Um, and I think like as, as people, we aren't programmed to, we need to like, we need to find something that really makes us suffer, but in, in a good way. So that's why like I, I found fighting. That was, my, that was my savior. Like I stopped like hurting myself, but, but I'm more like, I started like enjoy life. I had like a gain confidence. I could carry myself in the world. And I think a lot of these fighters found the same thing. Like after this conversation with these fighters, they, they have an understand understanding of, you know, the, the grants of suffering or what you get from it or the, the, the retreat that pain gives you the satisfaction of pain. And, and the, the, I'll, I'll label it as the, understandable pain the pain you can understand in the world the pain that makes sense that's like fighting pain and yeah and people they until they have it you know it's something that they kind of pretend that they have too and they kind of flaunt that as well you know talking about oh i was in a fight in high school or this hockey fight or etc cetera, etc cetera. and mm. they love to to really go on about that and it's more so the people that don't have that understanding that bring that up a lot of the time so mm. um Going into the 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 actual fighters themselves, I saw a connection through this that could link them to a professional career and to literal like superstardom with some of these these fellows and 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 internal glory as well to go professional. Have any of them mm. ever contacted anyone or gone through with heading into the bare knuckle FC? Um, I, I'm not aware of like such a situation i just know that a lot of fighters fighting in king of the streets got like they they came from like martial arts organizations and they got shit from that so they were either banned you know they were either, uh, shut out like uh, ostracized from the from the um associations and stuff like that so but i'm, I'm not aware of any like because um, i could 
I could see David Feldman absolutely eating up, you know, an underground street fighter coming into BKFC, uh, putting on a show and becoming a champion and just fucking running shit over there, you know? But then yeah. again, that's, that's only if that individual is willing to hold back certain aspects of violence, right? Because then there's rules when it comes to that, right? And becoming yeah. in that sense. So, but I, I, you know, going over all of this, I, I instantly thought, could you imagine, you know, the French Viking, you know, going oh, like yeah. legally after a bloody battle in that ring, mm-hmm. right? Because then, yeah, then that also kind of gives insight to to the guys that don't have an outlet to to professionalism or, or organizations because they've been banned in other senses you know i know mm-hmm. it does does you know people do have troubled paths you know uh julian lane banned for, from ufc for life for his uh, ultimate fighter stuff or ufc mm-hmm. stuff you know not to put a name i'll take it off after but um you know bare knuckle david gave him a chance in bare knuckle he became a star and now he's doing stuff yeah. you know power yeah. slap and you know not that i yeah, I think power slap is totally something else in that. I think that's the face of of just instant violence and just loving a knockout in that sense. So I, I kind of, yeah. but I also haven't looked on the positive side of it too, but I haven't given it a chance because it's literally just smacking it down. Yeah. So but, but that's also the thing. Like, it's a thing. Like, I, I yeah. think it's like, I would say it's fucking stupid, but it's not like just me saying that it does not make it stupid. It just like does not make it my preference. It's not my preferred, um, you know, form of violence. But I, I, I know like from like how fucked up King of the Streets are, I can understand why people would love power slap. Right. Just, just see that instant, instant knockout. So yeah. yeah. 100%. Um, besides that, you know, I, I know you're a busy man, so I don't take up too much more of your time here. Um, is there anything else that you wanted to touch on about the documentary? Um, cause I, like, I love, I love the fact that you've created, cause when I interview some people, my friends say, well, what are you going to talk about? You know, mm. what are you, what are you talking about? You know, you've created yeah. a story here. You've created an arc. You've created a hero, a villain, the vehicle yeah. and yourself as well, being a part of it. And it's, it's, yeah. really, and you know, when, when people hear that as well, um, you know, it's, you know, it's not just going to be your run of the mill. Here's fights. Here's the guy. Here you go. Like there's a story mm. behind this too. And yeah. Uh, you know, the plateau of, of you know, there obviously someone, there's going to be a, a serious incident at one of these fights. Mm. Um, you know, it's it's exciting to go about that. And uh, yeah, it's... And I mean, a, a lot of it is already already shot, so, which is good. But, but I, yeah, I would love to uh, elaborate on some things. I, I, I know there's like a, possibly a lot of people that haven't seen King of the Streets or don't know what it is. Uh, but basically, King of the Streets is uh, it's it, it's it's known as the world's most notorious fight club. Uh, it's it has its roots in Sweden. I've been following them um, for three years, um, as have other people. So I'm not the only one. Uh, we're working together on this to make a documentary about this phenomenon. But it's also interesting that you're saying, you know, I, I have a story. Uh, but like the the thing when you find something like this as extreme like jumping off cliffs whatever you have to ask yourself like why the fuck are we doing this why is this like why does this provide purpose or um otherwise we we would just be sadists right or or so there has to be a story we have to like find something so we worked a lot on this documentary and we're working in right now we're looking for uh private investors uh, to invest the first part before we take it to distribution deals. 
but our hope is that we will see the the live premiere of the documentary in 2024. I think it's realistic to say anything from Mars and moving forward. Yeah, go ahead. No, 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 no. That's I. I was just surprised and excited. That's oh what, yeah, yeah, uh, I, uh, yeah. And uh, listen to this. So I, I like. We really want to have like a cinematic premiere. We really want to. So basically, this film is one for the community this film is for you know all the people who felt like misfits and somehow identified with even a fraction of this culture part of it or or you know like wanted to who who have an outlet or have frustrations and all that and we really want we really want to like this film to be owned by the community as much as possible we called it like a voice of the voiceless because these people they don't speak to the media they don't have a chance to have their say, but still the media has a lot to say about them. And I'm talking that the media is not one entity, but there has been a lot of opinion about that. So we're really excited to see this film come together. We had so much help from a lot of people, you know, working with a lot of, working with a few different uh, production companies with the main one being the producer of Burning Boat. Uh, it's co-directed uh, co by Mads Bayer and uh, produced by uh, uh, Taylor. Uh, he's also he's also uh, called Taylor. Um, so, but yeah, I mean, any any questions people have about the film, anything people want to know, they can you know reach out. You know, I I noticed that Muay Thai kind of rules on the stand up when you're there. Muay Thai Muay Thai rules until it's going to the ground. Um, but if you're striking and your boxing is good, uh, with that Muay Thai, because the Muay Thai striking, the Muay the Thai boxing background is even stronger and harder than the. Mm. In your regular boxing, regular run of the mill. Um, yeah, I think we, we're going to see, uh, uh, we've already seen an evolution of fighting in, as you've seen in like the UFC, like at first it was like the, you know, uh, like the the Brazilian jiu-jitsu, then, you know, you have the wrestlers and all that. And I think people are getting a lot more creative with King of the Streets as well. Mm -hmm. So I think we're going to see an evolution of how to fight in that category as well. Which is going to be very, very interesting to see and also very fucking scary. Yeah, yeah, because it's just, you know, more trained killers coming through. And it's someone that just wants to bring their light to the world, especially when it's helping. I'll do whatever I can too in that sense. So, yeah, yeah, I appreciate that. that yeah, that would be of, uh, of uh, you, Shelf. Uh, thank you so much uh, for, you know, uh, doing this, putting me on. I know it's, uh, it's a, a bit an interesting internal uh, dialogue for you to our monologue to, uh, to, to uh, choose whether to do this or not. This was one of the best conversations I've had with another human, uh, whether face-to-face -face or over a screen, honestly, in my life, Victor. So I, I thank you. Truly appreciate that. Seriously, Truly appreciate that. Your work, uh, I, I want to make sure, too, that your work is going to get noticed, too. And, and I would be honored if I could come join you guys at that premiere when that happens. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's happening. It's happening. Yeah, definitely. Okay, we'll, but we'll keep in touch. Thank you so much. All right, my man. All right, man. Go, bro. Take care, dude. We'll yeah, talk. Th thank you so much. Talk thank soon. Thank you, sir. Cheers. Bye.